0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about Netflix's pieces of her. We are joined today by the wonderful Tony Collette and Bella Heathcote. Hi, and Tony, I wanted to dive straight in by, by asking you a question and talking about the way in which you developed your character because. You know there's so much duality to who your character is she's had to form this entirely separate identity for herself and live under that for the past 30 years of her life but we also learned that that's always been a facet of who she is you know growing up in her childhood that's something that existed within the relationship with her father as well having two different versions of herself and so i was interested in when you were developing her how you really thought about that always being a facet of who she was even from such a young age
1: Good question. Um, yeah, look, I love that there's so much that's internalized for my character, um, and I think ultimately this is a story about someone coming to a point where they might actually really begin to know themselves, because she has really had um, had to split herself and shut parts of herself down for her entire life. She's she was a, a, a child prodigy pianist. Her father was so intent. On pushing her, her life was very controlled and she had no sense of autonomy whatsoever. So she rebelled, pushed him away, went into a relationship with a guy where the exact same dynamic was set up. This guy, except they had sex and which was much more mesmerizing. And so she did everything he said as well until that went horribly wrong. Um, and then she goes into witness protection where she has to become someone else entirely. And then, so this is the story about her actually coming to a moment in her life and through her daughter and actually I think our kids teach us so much um so it makes sense that this is the way it's it's all uncovered um even though the horrible uh, instigating catalyst of it all is the the sh- the, sh- the shooting in the diner which was um challenging and interesting to shoot um but yeah I think carrying generational trauma and trying to stop it and repeating patterns and not even knowing you're doing it um, is so fascinating to me. I just think it's being a human is such a mess and this really captures all of that. Um, and Minky was very clear about, you know, and there's obviously Jess Barden playing the younger version of Laura, um, at which point her name is Jane. And um, so Minky Spiro, our director, was very clear about the trajectory for us so that we were all, very aware of where we were at at any given moment. But she was also always saying to me, I just love, it. I can see so much going on, but you don't know what's going on. So that was really fun to play with. Just, she's very enigmatic, but not in a sexy way. Like it was very frustrating, you know?
0: Mm. I really love that. And, and Bella, kind of jumping over to you, you know, that that moment with the shooting is such a catalyst for everything that your character goes through the entire season and happens so early on. Um, and so how did you set about really finding the foundation of your character and building that so that as every aspect of her life kind of gets pulled from underneath her, you could really kind of work on how you were stripping that away piece by piece?
2: Uh. You know, I just really lent into my low (laughs) self-esteem for Andy. I mean, that dinosaur scene, it's just like she feels like she's she's had the training. She should know how to deal with this situation and she doesn't. And she just fails in her mind so dismally. Um, This is another situation where she's the stuff up. You know,
1: And it becomes very public very quickly, which doesn't oh, help.
2: Oh, gosh, just awful. <clears throat> They're being trolled and uh, um, and then it's like that. And, and again, in the episode she feels like she makes another huge mistake and the stakes are so high. Um, so watching, gosh, I just feel like that's, um, that's something my husband has to stop me saying because I'm always like, I made a mistake, you know, that's like my go-to is kind of like Andy's... Um, and his default mode but that's what was so beautiful about the story because you watch her grow as the season unfolds and as she rises to different challenges and 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 handles them in different ways and and also that idea of the relief in learning that maybe you always felt like something was that you were you were wrong but it was the something else that was wrong something that she didn't know about and mm-hmm. and learning that learning about her her story and her mother's story and the the catharsis and all of that.
0: No, that's really great. Um, you know, and kind of jumping off of what you were saying, Tony, before about that that scene being really, really difficult to shoot. For both of you, I was really interested in the the intricacy of that scene coming together, because every time you go back and look at that scene, every single beat and piece of that rhythm and flow is so precise in terms of what we see, when we see, you know, what we know about the characters at the beginning, but also what you can go back and glean once you've seen the whole season, um, you know, from, from the moment where Andy freezes, when her mom kind of covers, you know, when she's got the knife in her hand, and then how long is it before she retaliates? Because there's a whole processing that's going on of everything that could be a ramification. Um, And so I was interested in, in kind of the work that you did with Minky on that particular scene, and really making sure that it had all those
1: nuanced details and intricacies. I mean, the entire thing was very detailed, really, wasn't it? Um, but I think that's what brings something, what 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 enables it to be as honest as it is. Just like you know, all those elements of truth. We, I mean, we started. I remember our first day on that bells. We worked with um, the stunt team, right, and we worked out the blocking for it. So we kind of got a shape for it. So they knew how they could shoot it, and then we were able to, you know, b- breathe into it on the day. And but it is the scene that really kicks everything off, and um, had to be completely believable and yet for most of us we'll never experience that and it's so heightened and you hear about it happening it's so horrible Uh, and trying to bring an element of truth to that is hard it's just hard to fathom how you would be anyway luckily we had great scripts and knew what we had to do and Minky was just always didn't you feel so supported by her the entire time honestly she's just the most beautiful director so open and just just as married to everything you're doing as you are um and just a deep thinker and just a lovely lovely human um so uh having her guidance and just she had put i mean she works harder than anyone else there were so many elements um in all the scenes but definitely that that was that was a massive one it took several days. was it two or three days i can't remember three i think it was three yeah and it was hot i meant it was hot <laughs> um so uh but i guess from laura's point of view it's all it's always about saving Andy. It's always about protecting her daughter. And we were just doing another interview actually, I don't know, here, um, where we were talking about um, that moment where I do put my hand over mm-hmm. Andy's eyes and I just did that instinctively. I don't know. Anyway, um, I just, as a parent, I wouldn't want my my kids to have those visual memories to, to you know, it's traumatic enough. Um, so um it's incredibly collaborative you know for people to use the stuff that you come up with or you know it all becomes a bit of a blend of things and it's hard to then kind of pull apart how we put it together once it's done yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. was that similar to you Bella or kind of what were the intricacies for you because for you it's so much about kind of becoming very physically still in that moment and taking everything in and just completely you know all of her facets shutting down in that moment
2: yeah, I feel like she's not even taking everything in. I feel like she's just completely in shock. Mm. Um, which is also, I mean, not that, not that it's a competition, but I feel like Tony had the real tough job in that scene, in, in in responding in that way, because I hope none of us ever experience this and know how we would respond. Um, but I think, you know, my fear is that I would just freeze mm. and become completely... Um, useless so yeah I think Andy was just completely in shock Uh, and it's certainly what we discussed with Minky working with Minky is like walking on a trapeze and knowing that there's just a safety net underneath you that can catch you Um, she was such a gift
0: yeah no that's the perfect way to work with a director and Mm. and jumping back to you Tony you know it is such an interesting performance and such a great character because like you said before she's not revealing herself on the surface she's not expressing herself so it's not about you know making the obvious choice in terms of her emotional response to anything it's very much about everything that's going on internally and that she's trying to suppress things but there are kind of little small nuanced moments where things do come to the surface for her like when she's in the car with her ex and she has to get out of the car for a moment so it it still does come to the surface um Mm. and so what were the challenges in creating a performance that's so internalized for so much of the series and then finding those those
1: little moments where that happens well the fun of it was choosing when to reveal stuff you know when the moments where you really want to I you know allow the audience in and where you can really identify something which is a bit of a hint at where you're going Um, but I mean that's really with every job you do a bit of that um when I when I like something it actually is obvious even if the choice isn't obvious i can see why it has to be that way so it's a pleasure to do but i also am very bad at not being able to turn off my feelings so whether whether mm-hmm. whether it's big or whether it's small um i'm feeling it and so internalizing everything is very exhausting i don't think i've maybe never been so exhausted by a job i was so exhausted by the end of this I felt mm-hmm. like a total zombie mm-hmm. it was hard and i don't often admit that i found it very very challenging um mm-hmm. I mean, I loved it and some of it was very satisfying and the people were wonderful and it was amazing to work in Sydney and um, sleeping in my own bed and see my kids uh, while I was working. Um, you know, um, that was also challenging because I had to make school lunches and do drop-offs and try and do it all. <laughs> but um, it was just, if I can't explain, I mean, it's wonderful when everything is more than what you imagine when you get there and everything becomes this elevated kind of version of what you hoped it might have been. But it's also fucking exhausting. And I'm doing comedy right now and that's the end of the story. <laughs> 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 yeah. And the next one's a comedy too. So I just need to do some light, lovely oh, light stuff and have some fun for a while.
2: You wench. <laughs>
1: I mean, similarly for you, Bella, there's
0: there's so much internalization in your performance um, as the show progresses because she has to build up all these walls out of necessity and not being able to trust, you know, everyone from her own mother to, you know, her stepdad to anyone that she meets for the first time because she doesn't know what anybody's intentions might be. And you have. Yeah. And you have a really remarkable amount of screen time where you're carrying scenes by yourself and also don't have a scene partner to play off of Mm. as well. And so what were the challenges that came with that for you? It's, my
2: brain's in two places. One was that scene where I'm like watching. I feel like I, I, I shot a whole day of me looking at a blank TV screen, but I'm seeing all these things. You know, like I'm seeing my mum play piano and like all these things. Like it's, it's this momentous moment of discovery about her life. <laughs> it's just
1: you like looking at a TV <laughs> screen, and like I can see the <laughs> reflection
2: of like half the crew in the background. I'm like cool, 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 cool. Um, there was definitely a lot of that, but also that that. I mean, I'm. I relate to what Tony said. In I have a lot of big feelings, and I, I, they just come to the surface. And when you're our first day together, we were like reunited after a bunch of time From apart. Time of we were just like immediately in the scene, Going into a massive game.
1: scene. Yeah.
2: And Miki was like, no, you're not in that place. There was so much just I, I feel like I, I had to be told a lot to, to hold back. Um, but, yeah, there was, there was so much of that. And that's something that, you know, that, I, that you don't think about when you read the scenes or when you read the scripts, when you read the book, you don't think, oh, there's going to be a lot of just me having reactions to things um, that aren't there.
0: Yeah. no it's really impressive though in watching your
1: I remember not to bring it back to myself but <laughs> when I did United Forget States of Tara like because I played a bunch of characters yeah. I used to often have to do scenes with like tennis balls on top of stands oh, my God. and you know part what I actually love the most about acting is that connection with the other actor and when there is mm-hmm. open as like Bella you were so beautifully open not everyone is and to have someone who's present and you know, it feels like anything can happen. That's the most, that's the best day at the office you can have. Like, mm. it's so exciting and so satisfying. So it is a big, big challenge. And hats off to you, Bella, because you spend a lot of time searching, searching, searching on your own. And that's a lot to withhold. And um, and it doesn't seem like, as an audience member, like I've watched it now and it's, mm. you know, it's it's beautifully done. So congratulations yeah. and thank yeah. you. And all the, all the stuff, all the love. <laughs> And also in in terms
0: of the relationship that Andy has with her mother as well, there's that that line in the script where she basically is like, every time I feel like I get closer to knowing her, it all kind of falls apart again and gets stripped away. And so it's not even that it's a it, you know, it, there's no straight path for her to kind of find her way back to her mom. It's a very kind of like, for lack of a better word, higgled, higgledy-piggledy route to get there that goes in a lot of different tangents and a lot of different directions for her. Um, and so how did you set about, again, particularly because you're carrying that relationship for so much of the series without being on screen with Tony, um, you know, so how did you want to carry that relationship and really kind of dive into all of the different landscapes that it throws at her because of that?
2: I feel like that one was I mean, because I, you know, I think about my own relationship with my mother or with the people that are closest to me in my life, mm-hmm. there's something quite um, visceral about the idea of imagine if this person who you think you know better than anyone, who you've lived with your whole life, it turns out that that whole life was a lie. Um, and each time she's finding some new piece of evidence, it's just like that level of betrayal and just feeling so hurt and so stupid and so angry. Um, and then also where does it stop? You know, there's this, it's like, I don't want to give any spoilers, but, but this idea that maybe mum didn't always intend to ha- have me with her. Um, maybe she, she thinks, maybe she knows as well that she'd just be better off without me. And um yeah, I feel like if anything, that was—I don't want to say easy, but um, it felt like it very came very
1: accessible.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, it was definitely accessible more than you know acting with the, the blank TV screen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, so much of the show is about the facets of, of this really kind of beautifully complex mother-daughter relationship. And so we get to see that real closeness at the beginning. There's some of the, the scenes kind of going back in time a little bit where we get to see aspects from their past as well. And so there's real intimacy between the two of them. And then, you know, you kind of both go off and have your, your separate character trajectories throughout the series. And then there's the point where they come back together. Um, and so I was really interested in in how you look to the scripts, the conversations that you had with like Charlotte Stout, who's the, the showrunner you know, Minky as well, in terms of just, like, what does this emotional space look like for them now, looking at all of the experiences that they've had separately and trying to rebuild this relationship and find a new space with one another?
1: Well, I think by the time we reunite, um, Andy has discovered so much that uh, it'll take a while, I think, for things to kind of, you know, to sift through things and to process it all. Really, it'll take a lot of therapy. Um, But I think she understands... Maybe why why her mother did what she did, and and in that moment we're confronted with someone else who's very much involved, and so it's e- I think that made it easier for us to unite, right? Mm.
2: Certainly by the end. I mean, I think when also when we first got back together, and that that which was what was so important about Mickey saying, you know, just like hold back the feelings because.
1: I Think there's plenty, there's several places there's to go to be coming up. Heaps
2: of room for that later. Yeah. Um, no, but in terms of like this person who I would have felt safe to have my feelings in front of, now like there's a certain period in the show where I'm not, you know, where like I'm, I'm, I'm wary of you, um, Tony. The person
1: you're meant to feel the most safe with, it's, and it is a complete betrayal. It's horrible, it's horrible. It's the worst thing ever to feel that suddenly the whole the ground falls away. Nothing is the same. It's just hugely revelatory in the worst sense. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Was it really telling to you, Bella, that there's no point in the script as well, where there's a friend that she reaches out to or connects to as well, you know, having moved back home with her mom and and being a little uncertain of where she's going in her life, that she's kind of allowed herself to kind of pull back a little bit already.
2: Yeah. I feel like she just, like her friends are in New York and they're doing great things and she just feels like a loser. Like she's just working in some, like basically a call center at night and that's not what she wants in her life. You know, that's not what she was aspiring to do. So um, I feel like she doesn't feel like she can reach out to her friends. because. And then when she's on the run, I mean, what's she going to, you know, she can't out of safety. And then the one person she reaches out to, it looks like that was a bad idea. You know, um, she just, it just gets to the point where she, she has nowhere to turn.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and Tony kind of coming back to your character I wanted to talk about her relationship to music because it's something that was such a facet of her life you know she was traveling internationally playing classical piano and in going into witness protection that was one of the things that she was no longer able to have in her life and to have something that you're so connected to that's such an outlet and there's even you know the moment where um, Jessica Barden playing her at the younger version is, is describing how sometimes when she plays the piano that it makes her feel like she's with her mom still so there's that relationship that exists for her within that space as well and so what was what was the space that you really saw for your character in having something like that completely stripped away from her where she can't have that connection and have that expression of herself anymore
1: um look I, I think she's a fairly pragmatic person and so just pushing it away like she does a lot of pushing away um yeah. and it isn't until there's a moment where she she's reunited with where she has a moment of freedom, and she, you know, Andy says to her, "What, what do you want to do?" And then, you know, you see her suddenly standing at a piano, and it's a symbol of so many different moments in her life. Um, and sitting down at the piano and touching again and feeling it and playing it, and the—it's not just the memory of the music, which is one thing. It's the memory of just all the pieces of her. It really is just. It's like she's had so many different lives and the relationships have been, you know, fairly intense and the experiences have been heightened and, and she's been completely shut down. So when I do sit down to play that piano again, it's like opening the floodgates. Yeah, Towards And you also, you also only had about two weeks to learn the I had the piece two weeks, exactly. Two weeks and I'm two not weeks. a pianist and I had to play a Bach piece which was and yeah. I had to remember it. There was no music to read because the characters were remembering it. Um, and it was, I was panic stricken. Yeah. No joke. (laughs) And without (laughs) music as well, right? No, no music to read. No, it was, I had to remember it. And actually it's a very repetitive piece. So, um, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And, um, but do you know what? I'm really, at first I was really pissed off that it was early in the shoot. And the reason I couldn't move it was because the schedule, whatever they had the location and that was it but I'm actually I was very glad afterwards because if it had been towards the end I would have been just as panicked the whole time but it was (laughs) I was really happy that it was kind of a truncated period and very concentrated it was intense yeah I tortured Um, myself over it but like I had to I just had to otherwise I wouldn't have gotten to that point where I could actually play it
0: yeah no I'm wildly impressed that you did that in two weeks and Um, Bella, one of, one of the relationships that I was interested in, in hearing a little bit about for Andy as well is also the relationship that she has with Charlie, who it turns out has been her, you know, her mom's witness protection agent, but has been kind of a secondary father figure to her, her entire life. He's been there for every single birthday, every single kind of milestone of her life. Um, you know, because that's another close relationship that, that ends up in a space where it's pulled away from her because she knows that everything that she thought was true about that isn't.
2: Can you imagine? It's just like the two closest people in her life. I mean, aside from Gordon, it just turns out that relationship was nothing like what she thought it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those moments, There's, you know, she talks about, like, you know, he was a shoulder to cry on Mm -hmm. throughout. You know, she talked to him about boys, like, and it's all, as far as she's concerned, it's all a lie, you know, like Mm -hmm. all the people that she's gone to for help in her life. It's just been a complete facade. Total fabrication,
1: yeah. God
2: I just just awful. Um and also that moment before the period where she doesn't know who he is. You know, the the period where she's like, wow, maybe he's uh, against me as well. I mean, the
1: the questioning, that level, that, that right. having to question yeah. it, even having to go there and question it is horrible, let alone actually being right. Oh, horrendous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and then Tony, kind of stepping into to spoiler territory a little bit, I wanted to talk about the scene where you see Nick again for the first time, you know, it's been about 30 years since the two of them have been together. Because again, there were just so many facets at play in that scene in the way that they're kind of both sizing each other up, they both have an agenda, you know, they're both trying to kind of be the person who's got the power in the play. And at the same time, there is that emotional history between them as well. And I feel like the two of you really, really captured all of those facets in that moment. Um, so I was just interested in how you really found all the
1: beats for that scene. Do you want to know how? <laughs> this is the weird thing. Aaron Jeffrey, who plays Nick, we were at drama school together. We were not together romantically at all, but we had not seen each other in 30 years. It was the most bizarre thing. And that really, really helped. I'm so fond of him. I always have been. And then when they decided that he was playing Nick, it was just like, wow. And I think it really helped contribute to that dynamic. Um, But it was all, you know, doing all those, seeing him, and it was almost a relief because it's everything that she's been holding in and all of those just, you know, it's all got to do with her dad who's gone and her family Um, and mostly Nick, this guy who just, we kept talking about the twin flames kind of soul connection. Um, But you do see when, when we come together, you can see that already she still like has to fight the like urge to just sink into him, you know? Mm. Um, But then as soon as she sees Andy, like it's, it's, you know, laser focus on what needs to be done. Um, Yeah. But again, we're dealing with such heightened kind of circumstances with, you know, where that scene goes, you know, yeah, the that pat
2: down. Oh my god, the pat down.
1: The pat, like pat down. Sexual pat down. Yeah. This <right. laughs> is not, <laughs> not right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And then jumping back to you again, Bella, you know, one of the things that I love in Andy's trajectory is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. She has that moment where she freezes. She doesn't have the response that she feels like she should have and that she had the tools for. And yet then she spends the entire rest of the series finding those facets and and those elements within herself and finding herself capable of a lot of things Mm. um, that she didn't think she could. And so um, was interested in how you approached kind of, the very realistic version of okay what's her version of of being able to find this bravery within herself being able to comfortably step and do this you know the way that she's suddenly able to like very adeptly read people and navigate a lot of dangerous treacherous situations that maybe she wouldn't have been able to at the beginning of the season
2: um yeah I really I I like that description of the arc and I also liked it because it felt it felt Mm -hmm. very grounded like it wasn't like all of a sudden she fails in the diner or freezes in the diner and then she just becomes this...
1: Jazz hands in life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, CIA agent or something. Uh, I just feel like it, it was just like a one drop at a time, each scenario just built upon the last. And and then it's like what's the alternative? I mean she has nowhere else to go and I feel like the only freedom she's going to find is in the truth of the situation, in the truth of like who her mother is and and... What her life is really built on, so I think that drive to uncover the truth just trumps everything else
1: yeah. for you, for Andy and for her mum, like mm. uh you know, Laura's been living with so many lies, and it's only 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 at the end at the end at the end of the entire story that she gets like a small breath of what is potentially freedom before it's taken away again, mm. so yes. yeah.
0: I mean, within that for Laura as well, she's also, there's also the moment where she's talking to Clara's husband and he kind of calls out, you're looking for someone to forgive you and, you know, for choices that she made when she was fairly young that have impacted her entire life and now her daughter's life. And what did you want her relationship to be with trying to find that forgiveness within herself? Because, you know, even the moment that she says her, her old name out loud for the first time, it feels like that's a real journey and a transitional moment that she has within herself when she says that to Gordon.
1: Uh, I think no matter what happens in life, it's all about your relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. Every other relationship you have is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think Andy is a gift to Laura because she forces her hand, Mm -hmm. forces her to face all kinds of truths that she's been avoiding. Avoiding, yes, to survive, but actually it's been easier than facing it because she's very guilty of very many things. and. I don't know if at the end if she's forgiven herself. I don't think she has actually by the end. I think, I think she's come to a point where she can finally look at the truth without having to shut the book really quickly. But she doesn't quite doesn't sit in a way that she can fully understand yet. I mean, her whole life has been kind of very traumatic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, you know. As hard as this was, I do actually hope there's a season two because I think it'll be really interesting where it could go because the end of the season is so jam-packed with so much more interesting stuff, Mm. you know. So anyway, we'll see what happens in life, who knows, whatever. But um, I just think if it did, it would be maybe even more interesting, you know, navigating these internal battles. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a really, really fantastic series and ends in such a place of still having very realistic complexities. And I was completely enthralled by both of your performances throughout. So thank you so much for taking time and talking all about it. Really, really appreciate it.
1: I really Thanks. appreciate um, you. This is a really amazing interview and so um, just so considered. And uh, that's, you know, rare. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.